Well, welcome everybody to Made for Mondays. Uh, I'm Justin and this is Courtney. And so uh, today we're starting something a little bit different. And so um, as we've looked at the podcast and as I'm evaluating some things and uh, some things going on in our lives as well, I'm actually going to shift our podcast ever so slightly. And instead of it being just me, uh, Courtney is going to be joining us on the podcast. We're going to be changing the name of the podcast and be doing some different things with it because the goal now is not just to be made for Mondays, but now what it means to increase our capacity. Yay! And so as we navigate through what uh, increasing one's capacity is and all of that, there's some personal ventures that we're going to be going in, but um, this is still the intro, so I don't know why I'm going so far in. So welcome to Made for Mondays. You're Made for Mondays. Mondays doesn't own you. I'm Justin. <laughs> and I'm Courtney. And let's get started today. Well, welcome back. So, like I said a second ago, um, so we're looking at a different format for Made for Mondays. Uh, the goal is still to empower you and to challenge you on being all that you are created to be, all that God has called you to be, and all that you know you're capable of. Um, but it's not just going to be my voice. Um, so we'll have some guests and things like that. But, Court, tell us a little bit about what, what you envision and what you see as we embark on this journey of uh, assisting people in increasing their capacity. Yeah, so I've been a well-being coach for about four years now. And as I navigated, I have coached tons of people, um, just like off the cuff, not even a part of my job and a part of my job. And I thought now is the time to really branch out and to do that for all types of people, whether that's um, coaching individually, marriage coaching, transitional coaching, because we've been through a lot of transitions, um, or organizational development and coaching within organizations and bringing well-being into a workspace, as well as publishing as well. We together have written six books Mm -hmm. now. Mainly Justin has the bulk of those. But we've self-published, been on Amazon, and been everywhere. And we want to give that to people who are aspiring to be authors as well and coaching them through, you know, how to write. How do you get your thoughts in your head and putting them on paper? How do you get it out there? Um, And how do you even, like, sell your book, you know? So we're here for all types of coaching. Um, it's called capacity, mm-hmm. um, which is great. The reason why we call it capacity is because although life changes, we can't stop life circumstances, right? Things are going to happen. But our capacity to handle things will grow. And how we see things and how we're able to grasp, how we're able to breathe, move forward, get better jobs, better careers, meet our goals, and be better people in our workplaces. 100%. That can, that can definitely change. Yeah. So that's the goal of uh, capacity and now as we engage in this podcast as well. So I'm, I'm excited to do this together and excited to carefully uh, assist all of you to continue to grow to be all that we know you can be. And so uh, we'll take a look now. Uh, one of the ways we'll add more is so one of the things I've done is just come in and just be like, hey, this one's on my mind and let's talk for 10 minutes or get a guest in and hear their story. And now we're really going to actually see like, so what's on our minds and diving into it. And one of the reasons this is important to us is when um, just our own lives. So I've been thinking about this recently as we're working on our next book called Be FFR, Be Faithful mm-hmm. For Real. Um, uh, and as we are working on that book, I began to reflect upon life in general. And going back to, so my, uh, we were in Rhode Island, and the second Sunday of February is when I announced I was leaving my last uh, space. Yeah. And so we knew back in the month of January that things were going to be changing. I announced it in February when things began to be final with um, my current context. And... Uh, then after that, I mean, there's every move 
Um, it's not always traumatic. I think we're overusing the word trauma nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, there's people who are having actual blunt force trauma and massive yeah. traumatic it's definitely experiences. A hot yeah, yeah, but like you stubbing your toe is not trauma, right? And yeah. and but I mean, it's just it's amazing, and that's what cancel culture. My class actually this week is discussing the ethics behind cancel culture. Wow. And uh, we're having because that's been always like a thing. Anyway, that's a shameless whatever plug for our class. But anyway, so. I'm not the same person I was, and that's not a negative thing, but my preaching has changed, my teaching has changed, so the person I interviewed as um, is totally different from who I am today, the way I structure sermons, the way I see life, and then not just like, so in that, moving city to city, right, it's not necessarily traumatic, but it's transition, right, I think there's going to be delineation, right, so getting a new job is not necessarily traumatic, but it's transition, so there's new people, there's new experiences, um, even for us, we moved from Eastern time zone to Pacific time zone to standard time from, uh, you know, I moved, moved from a car to a truck camp, went from kindergarten to first grade. Uh, we moved just from, like, literally the uh, Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Right? And In um, those three hours. It was a lot. They they, yeah. they mean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you never would think it, but they would take you out no, in three hours. And, but, you know, yeah. and so there's that. Then there's, like, then in the midst of all that, my mother got sick and then, and that was two days after Mother's Day. My mother had a stroke, and then um, my mother passed away a couple months later. I mean, there's just all these different types of transitions. And, and one of the things we've learned is that you have to be faithful to God in the midst of all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And your faithfulness to God is going to engender faithfulness to yourself and then faithfulness to those around you. And when one of those, that whole triangle, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, then love your neighbor as I think the whole triangle um, has to play in together when it comes to faithfulness, when it comes to honesty, when it comes to transparency. Right. All of that comes together. And so that's where I think we're, mast- we're trying to master and bring you all on the journey. So I had to admit, you know, I am just a different human being. Like just the things I yeah. want to do, the the engagements that I want to engage in, the things I won't say no to. Like there yeah. was an opportunity to have a speaking engagement, right? And, I mean, it, 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 it hits both of us on the core. And normally, right, I would just take stuff for free or do whatever and just bend over backwards and just right. be like, I'll do whatever. Now I'm at a point where I'm just like, no, my time is okay. valuable. Yeah. My gift is valuable. And it's amazing how we're valuable until, you know, someone tries to guilt trip you into like, no, demean your value for the sake of us, right? Like for some yeah. reason, like likes and clicks are more valuable than like your time. Right. And uh, you'll get in front of great people. No, like. I am worth this much, and it's this. It costs this much to ride, and yeah. um, I, I'm struggling with being okay with like if your reputation is like I value who I am. That's so real. Yeah, I think a big part of that it's something that you said. You said a lot of stuff, but when you were saying like one of God's greatest commandments over us is to love people like we love ourselves, love God of course, and yep. love others as we love ourselves. But a lot of points that we're missing in that is that we don't love ourselves yep. well. Mm-hmm. Right, like you know, accepting something that is either beneath your value or even has no value yeah. to you does not allow us to even see the value in others. Right, no. if I can't see the value in myself, no. and I think it's this huge trajectory, I think we're in these stark polarizing times, right, where people are either so into themselves and just value themselves so much that they can't even see anybody else yeah. besides themselves, or people have no value yeah. in themselves, right? Therefore, can't treat other people people well. Yeah. Can't treat God well because we yeah. don't even love ourselves. Yeah. So how can we love our Creator? Yeah. Um, 
or we love God so much, we love ourselves so much that we can't even see God. Yep. Because we're so big into ourselves, right? Exactly. And so I think that is the self. The self is really important in that triangle and how we love and how we do and how we grow ourselves. Yep. Which is the point of our, our book, right? And it's a play on words like the BFFR. Mm-hmm. We love that word faithful in there instead mm-hmm. of the beep word. Um, but it's like, let's be for real. Let's be for real about the journey. Yeah. Right? Like, life sometimes absolutely sucks. It does. it does. And let's be for real on that. Right? Like, absolutely, you talked about our journey moving from Rhode Island to California. Albeit fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're in California. We love this area. I feel like this area kind of fits who we are. Just We're pretty chill people already, so I just mm-hmm. feel like it just the California vibe is definitely a vibe here. It's just very easygoing. Um, and I feel like it fits our personality. But just the transition in it all. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be for real. Or, like, these things look good in theory or you want to grow in your career, but let's be for real. Mm-hmm. You don't have the degree or you don't have the certification. Mm-hmm. Or, quite frankly, you don't know how to start the business because mm-hmm. you don't even know. Like, have you ever read, like, those governmental sites of just, like, how to register a business? Like, it's hard. Let's be for real in the journey. And in that realness, we're able to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to see how God has been faithful and has worked it out all along. So yeah. that's in the... Yeah. yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, let's jump into it. So here's how we're going to structure our podcast going from here on out. So um, occasionally, you'll meet our child, uh, Camden, in our segment, Kicking It With Camden, right? Um, <laughs> sure and so love you that. guys were introduced to Cam earlier this year. In our segment, kicking it with Camden, and so uh, we'll we'll bring Cam in occasionally for kicking it with Camden. The way we're going to structure it is just like literally what's on our minds. Um, each week, we'll both pick something that's on our minds, and then we'll end with an unpaid advertisement. Where the unpaid advertisement is something just listen. This is what if we could get paid for this, uh, this is what we would do. But we're not um, getting paid for the advertisement. But if I was going to have an advertisement today, that's a paid advertisement to myself. It's my book, Necessary Endings. So if you haven't read the book, Necessary Endings, um, it's on Amazon. It's also my website, jrlester.com. It's a book that goes through four mindsets um, that uh, that I, I, I impart into you. And it's only about 110 pages. It's a very short read. You can read it in one sitting. And the goal is so that you're able to read it that quickly. And it walks through how to shift your mind to handle you, right? And what, what needs to die. And it t- goes to a moment in my life where the Lord said to me, some things need to die and it's not you. And so it was four mindsets that I had to crucify and uh, in order to move forward. And then um, we're working on BFFR, and I started working on this other one way back when called I'm Ready, which is the next step to necessary endings. And so that'll come out sometime next year. Um, but I'm excited to continue that journey. And uh, it's amazing because the Lord even told me like what to preach. And I'm preaching that series, and everywhere I go outside of my context, I've been preaching the chapters of I'm Ready, you know. Yeah, and, so. and I will say, shameless plug, like, I love a good book. You know, like, when you first read a book and you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to keep going with this. This book is such a good book. It's a good <laughs> readable book. So, like, you know, just, like, you want that feeling to not only finish a book, but to be like, wow, that was a good book. Yeah. Justin's Necessary Ending book, book is one of those books for you. Um, and so get it. I, I'm not even saying that because I am biased and whatever you put out, I'm like, rah. But from, I'm being for real. Like, <laughs> be for real. This is as real as it gets. It's a good, readable book that just has 
magazine, um, Pockets of Wisdom and Knowledge. So oh. it's a good one. Well, thank you. So let's jump into it. Um, so what's on your mind? I guess you can ask me for it. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? You know, so we're recording this on Saturday. I preach on Sunday. I've been going over my sermon for tomorrow, and I keep getting stuck at this statement. So I'm preaching the book of Revelation, and uh, Jesus is having a conversation um, with John. And those of you who are not saved or Christian, I know a number of you are listening aren't, and that's absolutely fine. But just hear what I say in this. Um, so Jesus is having a conversation with John, and he says to John, you know, tell the church at Ephesus, that I've seen all this amazing work that you do, but you have something against you, that you've lost your first love. Mm -hmm. The word love there is the word motivation, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, you know, they just stop going on dates and stuff. Like, literally, they stop being motivated behind all this work. And, like, literally, like, the context is, like, they're doing all this amazing stuff. So, like, they say, like, listen, like, Paul says in Acts 20, like, hey, watch out for, like, false teachers. And they're like, no, no false teachers. And they're making sure that anybody who's against, like, like truth is gone, right? Mm -hmm. they, um, have, they have 14 pagan gods in the state, city of Ephesus, mm -hmm. and they are ensuring that none of these pagan gods have, like, any state, mm -hmm. right? Like, they don't even go to the mall. Like, at this, there's this massive mall in the center of the city that, like, they didn't go to the mall because in order to go into the mall, you mm -hmm. had to take incense and sacrifice, like, and for good spirits as you walk into oh, the mall. Wow. So they stopped the, the Christians and go to the mall. The Christians weren't going to these pagan gods. The Christians were doing the right thing. Right. And they were working so hard. And the word there is like toil. Like they were working their fingers to their bone. Mm. And Jesus says, like, thank you, but you've lost your first love. And it made me think about as I get ready to do this and as I've been wow. praying for my con congregation and now as I'm like just in my head a little bit about like in my own life where I've lost motivation, mm. right? Like. You know, it's it's this like where you're working with toil, working, 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 working. Maybe that's for you too. Like maybe you're here and this is just in my mind. Like you know, you're going to work every single day. You're working eight to six, eight to eight, eight right. to nine, or you're parenting. So you're like you're working eight to five, and then you're parenting from five to eight, and parenting is a whole job in and of itself. You're running yeah. a house, you're running a business, and you're just working, 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 working. And maybe the opportunity, and maybe what we can discuss is how to find your motivation again. So you don't lose yourself. I don't ever, I don't think for a lot of us, Jesus is going to come and be like, hey, I see you working at Target, but I have this against you. You don't, like, I don't think that's the case. But I think right. about, like, you are, like, going to all the community organizations, all the community events. You're volunteering for your kid's school. You're on PTA. You are doing all these amazing things. And, like, are right. really good. They're really good. Right. Like, you're avoiding pagan gods. You're not doing voodoo. Like, they're doing great stuff. Right. And Jesus says, but you lost your motivation. And in losing your motivation, you lost me. So get me, and you'll recover everything. And I'm wondering, and I'm noticing in my own life where it's like, wow, have I lost motivation for what I'm doing? And I'm just doing it because I went yeah. to school for it. And I think yeah. even seminary, and I'll stop talking, but like even seminary, like seminary teaches us to be really good pastors. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like this is theologically on a back scripture. But then the thing hit me. There's a, a survey came out for it that said that. 27, 28, 27, 27, 27% of pastors, mm -hmm. sorry, 27% of people who graduate from seminary mm -hmm. never open their Bible. Wow. So wow. it's not just like, like, I'm all for seminary, I'm all for school. Like, please, if you're a pastor, go to school. Like, you want a pastor, go to school. Yeah. But, um, and pay them, apparently, right? But 27% of people who graduated that. from seminary never read their Bible. Yeah. And uh, meaning, like, they're doing the work, but they're yeah. leading the nonprofits. They're changing the world, yeah. 
but they've never cracked open the scripture that started that institution. And it makes me wonder today, and maybe you can think about it in your own life too, yeah. the areas where like how easy it is to lose so motivation easy. and how to get it back without just working our fingers to the bone. Because I just don't, I think like God told us to not be afraid. He told us to not have fear. And he told us to rest. Right. And yet I think we're like, oh, and told us to walk, not run. But I think we're like really scared. Right. We have a lot of fear. A lot of fear. We don't sleep. Yeah. And we're constantly running. Right. And running into the rat race and the rigmarole. No, that's really interesting. And I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, I can't believe they don't pick up their Bible. But then I, again, I'm like, did I pick up a sociology textbook from after I graduated college to just like read it? Did I? Take my business book. I was business and sociology major, and I have an MSW, a master's in social work. And I'm like, after I graduated, I don't think I'm just, like, reading textbooks. I'm reading books, you know, and trying to get, like, you know, what's current. But just like anything, I think in any profession or anything, I think that's what our world has taught us, Mm -hmm. right? Get the education. Go do the education. Do it. And then this is the linear path Mm -hmm. in which things are to happen, mm-hmm. right? And that's why Jesus came, because yeah. Jesus is like, I'm not interested in the linear path yeah. of things, right? But as a society, just worldwide, yeah. really, we've come to know you grow up, you go to you go to school, you get married, you get a job, you do that, yeah. and everything is a step, and it's not necessarily like a way of life, yeah. right? And then, so then you put that same principle into your Christian walk, right? Mm-hmm. Which is supposed to be this all encompassing taking over your life type movement of Christianity. But we apply the same models and practices to it, right? Yeah. So if you've been in church your whole life, you go to Sunday school, you know, the basics, yeah. right? Like, yep, you know, the stories, the big ones, like the Noah's and the Moseses, the Ten Commandments and you know, the Egypt story, and then, you know, Jesus came to earth, and you know all the points mm-hmm. of, like, what a great, good Christian should know, mm-hmm. but I don't think we go further to really do that. And then we confuse the good works yeah. for, like, relationship with God, yeah. right? Like, we lose that forever. And hear this, I think majority of us never even fell in love the first time. Yeah, I don't think a lot of us have honestly met Jesus. Right, yeah. and and there's a reason why Jesus felt like the seven letters to the churches. As I keep reading these, as I got so for me, I try to embody these, and so I study them. But as I'm trying to see myself in it, I think one of the issues is that they never fell in love with Jesus. They fell in love with like, ooh, he died, right, and was resurrected, and like we're saving people, and now here comes Paul, and we're not going to worship at the multi-titled God, Diana. Go look it up. And, like, we're going to do this. And, like, <laughs> we're going to, like, not have the orgies. Like, here's the thing. I'm right. going to tell you all this. They were having orgies. Oh, my gosh. Like, I swear. Just, like, literally. These they scriptures they were find terrible. you. They so, like, find you. So when he says, like, put on the full armor of God <laughs> so you can stand against the wild stuff because he wrestled against flesh and blood, but pulling on strong, like, all that. It's, like, really cute, right? It has nothing to do with war, but everything to do with orgies. Oh, my god. Orgies. Like, oh. these people in Ephesus were terrible. And so, like, but it makes me think of, like, today, though. Like, okay, so bring it to today, right? And, like, the other thing that was on my mind, I talked about this like, before, like, Sexy Red, right? And Ice Spice. And, like, this, 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 like, not poor 
this this white normalization of blackness, ontological blackness, but blackness yeah. that whiteness created, and like the pictures of it, but like getting to that. So like because we never really fell in love with Christ. I mean, if we never fell in love with Christ, we never fell in love with, our, love with ourselves. Yeah, we definitely can't love our neighbors. So then we live our lives to prove ourselves. So we're going around with money, right? We're talking about pound town. We're flaunting our bodies. We're right. half naked, and that's not just women. That's men too. I mean, it's it's the it's, yeah. It's pornography is a multi billion dollar industry. But, you know. Yeah, and, but the wild part about it all, it's the freedom in which we seek. But why like, is that freedom? We all seek freedom, like. The freedom to wear whatever you want without the opinions and the gaze of others. The opinion, of the the freedom to just carry around stacks of money and not feel like, wow, you can't do that on a, on a regular street. You can't just, like, walk down Sonoma Boulevard with, like, like a stack world, of money. Like, it's free. You can walk down Sonoma Boulevard with a stack of money. <laughs> There's a certain two-block <laughs> radius of Sonoma Boulevard. You can like... But in exchange for services. In exchange for services. You can walk down with this. There's a two-block radius on there. No, I think it gets to something you said, you say all the time at home, where it's like we're in this world and we're all just like a mosh pit of craziness that just hope we don't kill each other, right? Yeah. And I don't I don't think we've effectively described or learned. No, hold on. I don't, I don't want to blame anyone else. We have not learned what freedom is. Because if you ask me right now, like, what is freedom? I have no clue. Like, it's freedom more money, because then, like, more money means more problems, right? Is freedom broke, like, being broke? Well, then, like, being broke means, like, a whole lot of problems. Is freedom salvation? Okay, now salvation, like, begats a whole lot of other issues, like, in our world, right? Because you're you're isolated. Is freedom a sin-filled life? Well, then that begats a whole lot of other issues. Now you're against God and against, like, what really, I guess in your own estimation, is freedom? And is freedom going around with money, or is freedom... Beyonce, like, is freedom working every four years to make $6.2 billion and generate money for 50 different cities and get your daughter to be a part of it? Is freedom LeBron James, where you got three kids, one one wife that you've had the entire time, and is it that, and getting everyone into school and into your business, or is freedom Michael Jordan, where you've had four wives, three wives, right, and, like, don't even know your kids, like, I guess I'm, I'm trying to navigate. Through. Freedom is however we feel where we're not bound. We're not bound to the rules of whatever society has said in whatever way in which we feel free, right? So to me, I, I know I tell you this all the time, time to mm. me is more valuable than money, right? Like how I choose my time is the ultimate luxury, yeah. right? Like does not matter what my bottom line is. My ability to choose how I spend every minute of my day is very important to me and gives me a sense of freedom and that might not mean a lot to other people right like maybe the bottom line is money and the freedom to be able to get away and do whatever you want to do or um, just the ability to wear whatever you want say whatever you want do whatever you want without the constructs and the 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 gaze or always like concentrating on the gaze of others and the opinions of others and just living this authentic life regardless of what everybody said so you said Stacey read before right like I look at her as like this freedom notion right like you say things that people dare won't say even in the most raunchiest rap song there are you say things in a in a way that's just like a freestyle manner right like a freestyle manner that's just like okay and I think people especially this younger generation 
Gen Z and Gen Alpha, they appreciate that. I think COVID did that. I, I think we have not, not let me, I'm trying to, one thing I'm working on made for Monday crew, I'm trying to take the phrase I think and like out of my vocabulary. So COVID did that. Yeah. The COVID era opened up a can of worms that we have not experienced the like the full fulfillment of COVID, right? Oh and, no, and we haven't even scratched. Yeah, and not just the sickness, like holy crap, it's back again. But the extent of social norms, uh, gender normativity, mm-hmm. um, spiritual norms, uh, governmental norms, like we have not experienced fully what the ramifications of this is, and I do believe with that, that things like Sexy Red, I Spice, even the comparison between Taylor Swift and Beyonce's concerts inside of the movie theaters, mm-hmm. how Taylor Swift is promoted everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Beyonce fan, you're a Beyonce, but like, not like, but Taylor Swift. Oh, for is... every time you say like, we, I get an item at HomeGoods. Oh, gosh. Okay, so <laughs> Taylor Swift on one side uh-huh. is white women's fun goddess. Yeah. Beyonce, on the other hand, is a demon because, like, you know, she has the beehive and how she do it. Like, it's amazing to me the language that is used, and but that's race. That's race, yeah. And racist people never like to be told they're racist, right? Yeah. So that's race. Then you have gender. Then so there's future versus Russell Wilson. There's so Marshawn Lynch comes out early last week. Those of you who listen to Marshawn Lynch on a podcast with Shannon Shannon Sharp. And he's talking about how bad Russell Wilson is. Russell Wilson gets up and says, oh, I listened to it. And Marshall was one of the best teammates I ever had. And this I is the same man who's like pretty... dealing with the stuff with Future. Yeah. And so I guess together for me, with everything that you said, and I guess the motivation, like two things for me come out, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll let this go. One is proving yourself is worshiping somebody else. The desire to prove yourself is saying that someone else's opinion about me mm-hmm. is more important than my own. Absolutely. And I do believe that in, in there's a lot of individuals, myself included, who have experienced great success at their own expense mm-hmm. because you're proving yourself. And right. you're trying to prove yourself to people who have already made up narratives about you. Right. right. So I'm a pastor. Those of you who do not know <laughs> I'm a pastor. And oh my God. Not the good pastors. We are never compared to the good ones. Yeah. We are never compared. Like, we are never, ever. I want to be really cool. I'm never compared to solid pastoral ministry. <laughs> it is always, you are, like, the biggest piece of trauma. And it is so annoying. Right? And what's crazy, it's unfortunate that that's in our churches, but that's everywhere. Everywhere. Every Bosses, organization. Like, people want leadership, but don't want leadership. Right. When and it comes to bosses, as in to, general. Like, hard conversations or hard things happen then it's this is the reason why I didn't want this yeah. in the first place I didn't want to work here in the first place and we forget the moments we literally were on our face you were praying for the job at McDonald's right. yeah, like you were fasting God. and praying like God oh my God I want this job at McDonald's and you get it and hate everything right like hate everything that's why I guess the notion I really don't think we as people could ever be 100% completely happy and that saddens me God could come and, like, give us everything that we've wanted in life, right? And I don't think that we're ever completely happy. And so that's why I admire, like, kind of bringing a summation of everything. People who are just, like, unapologetically themselves. 
who don't have that idol of oh what people are gonna say we don't know because we don't know behind the scenes the conversations I'm sure Mm -hmm. like you can't begin to understand massive crowds beginning to hate you you know or talk bad about you or think that you're a demon or think that you're this or think that like all those (laughs) things (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so Justin Justin understands how you feel um but that kind of gets to the sum of it all, though, like in, in what we're talking about, that we can't, I forgot my thought, that like the freedom that we have is so important to not have that idol worship over us and just to say like, what is that freedom for me? How am I able to walk independent of what others say and others do? Um, and how can this help me transform my life? If you're going into this week, Diana, with that, yeah, um, I think the opportunity there is getting to, like you said, the original thought, motivation. Jesus said they lost their motive, doing great work. And to the numbers of you out there who are doing amazing work in your communities, yeah. you are changing people's lives, you are engaging with people, you are working diligently to see their lives change. Here's my challenge. Be sure that you are grounded first before you try to ground other people. That is one of my biggest failures. And I learned that lesson when you're building this house. Mm-hmm. And we saw the various electricity, electricity pa- uh, uh, panels. Mm-hmm. And they talked about grounding cables. Mm. Realizing that we can't plug anything else in here if that box doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You are going to work. You are leading people. You are making big decisions. Numbers of you on here are making multi-million dollar decisions. If you are not grounded, people will plug into you and blow a fuse. Yeah. And that's where anger, animosity, the, fruit, the, the, the fruits of the flesh begin to come out. So I want to challenge you to be grounded. Secondly, to me, is remove the desire to prove yourself. Right? You are enough for wherever you are. You applied for it. You received the job. Like I want to remind everyone on here, if you started the business and you're making enough money to get through the day or exceed your own expectations, you are enough to start your own business. You are enough to work at the job you're at. Remove the desire to prove yourself because the desire to prove yourself is literally worshiping somebody else's opinion about you. Wow. It's difficult. Like, it's very difficult to remove from there. Um, but that's where, in my book I wrote, I talked about the importance of the ending of worshiping they. Mm. Right? Like, you never actually can name who they are. No. It's, it's just they. They said this. They said that. Sometimes you can, and that's what you have to address. But you never. And then thirdly, I would say if you're going to receive your motivation back, I had to practice this last week. Write your boundaries with a Sharpie. Mm. With a Sharpie. So that you can't even erase it, even when it's uncomfortable when you realize who and what you have to keep out. Right. Um, you taught me that last week about boundaries are not. What is it? How'd you put it? Boundaries. Boundaries are not what the other person is going to do. Boundaries are stating what you are going to do. It's not easy. Not. But I I believe that's a way to facilitate grounding yourself and finding your motivation again. And then, because the answer is not, like you said, what makes you happy. Yeah. The answer is not, what do you do for fun? Mm -hmm. The answer is not that the answer really is, how will you be a transformative agent for yourself first? And invite first. other people on the journey. Um, I don't know. That was on my mind. I don't know. What's on yours? I, I love that. Yeah. 
I think in in terms of motivation, I think is going back to that is really truly loving oneself, right? And I don't think oneself is determined. I don't think that's self-indulgent. I don't think Mm -hmm. that's doing that. The only way we can truly love ourselves is really getting back to the creator and who God has created us to be. But who are you? What do you like? What are the things that we're doing? Why are you volunteering so much? And do you know what? Like, what are you bringing to the community that you have? Why are you working at the job that you're working? How do you see care? How do you see, you know, your ultimate freedom, right? We know that freedom, the best type of freedom is found in Christ, right? And in knowing that and having that and holding true and to saying, like, what does freedom really look like to me? And how do I walk in that every day? It's not what others do. It's not what others say. It's not what others, if they would just stop. The reason why I can't, I don't like my job because they, I don't do this because this. It's what, how do you do the self-work inside? When we begin to work on ourselves, we could truly have a relationship of that true love that God is talking about. We can't have a true relationship with God because we can't get out of our own way, right? Because we're coming to God, like, complaining. Right? What if our relationship was just based on, like, just dumping mm-hmm. on terrible things mm-hmm. all the time? Who wants to talk to that? Mm-hmm. Nobody. But our relationship is not right with ourselves. And so I think this time only is when you have to be like, what is blocking that first love relationship? Mm-hmm. So then that makes all the other stuff that I do make sense. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, yes, doing the community service, doing this, doing that, doing this pro bono, makes it make sense because I'm one with myself. I'm so one with myself and free that I'm free to connect with the Father and have so much love that I can't even imagine how I can't treat my community and others well. And it's a perfect triangle. Um, and we're living, and everybody's in doing this in harmony. Like, what would the world be? That'd be amazing. That's so real. Well, yeah, so that's that's our podcast for the day. I think um, we gave you, hopefully gave you guys a lot to think about. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section on Spotify and on YouTube and as well as on uh, what else? And also comment. Like, what iTunes. do you want us to talk about? We're open to talk about anything. I love pop culture. I do. I love pop culture. I watch all the shows. I love all the things. I love TikTok, which I probably shouldn't. But I do. So whatever you want to talk about. I'm also big on people, personalities. I'm huge on God. So whatever you want to talk about, we would love to talk about it. Yeah. So we're going to switch off every other week, so I can't stand pop culture. Um, <laughs> you know, not, not Bonhoeffer, but I forgot who said it, said that every pastor needs to have a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. I think is the worst comment I've ever heard. That love was just that. a dumb thing that pastors. No, it. you know, because yes. no, our responsibility is to preach the scriptures true and true. Cam, you want us to come say hi to everyone? Come on. Um, and so, you know, our responsibility is to preach scriptures true and true, so I preach that book verse by verse. Occasionally, I bring pop culture in, but I can't stand pop culture. My understanding of pop culture is where Courtney tells me about pop culture. But so every other week, what we're gonna do is we'll start off like, "What are you thinking about?" So next up, week, you brought up sexy. Man. I did because she's <laughs> everywhere, and she. Well, the thing is, because if I were getting more into it, what she said about Trump and just See, other I don't stuff. Even hear that. Yeah, so it was just. But that's where like I listened to Fox News in the morning, and they were talking Hello, about like, everybody. Yeah, hey Cam, this is so Cam will be on here occasionally with our segment kicking it with Camden, so we'll learn about what's going on in Camden's <laughs> life and uh, what's happening with Cam. So we want to get to give you guys a chance to say hi to Cam. Um, but yeah, so that's where. Um, but yeah, so next week I'll start the conversation off with where Courtney is, 
And uh, so that was always on my mind. Hopefully, we don't do this on Saturdays much because it's my mind is on Saturdays. Um, but but that's that. So what's our unpaid advertisement? Court, you want you have an unpaid advertisement? Um, my unpaid. Do you have an unpaid? What's something that you really love a lot? Um, what are you playing with? What are you doing? I really like my. I I'm doing movies all the time. <laughs> oh, you have. A, I do have a shameless plug. What's your TikTok? My TikTok is Brown Dad Brown Brown Dad Brown Boy Adventures um, uh, TikTok. Yes. So if you're into um, reviews of any kind, like zoos and places where we go often, or you just want to see a really good TikTok dancer, <laughs> right here is the place. <laughs> Follow us online, Brown Day Brown Boy Adventures, uh, on TikTok as well as YouTube. And then my social media is at Mr. Underscore J. Lester. Courtney, you are? I'm just Courtney underscore M underscore Lester on Instagram. And I'm Callie Court on TikTok. Awesome. No, listen. So my unpaid <laughs> advertisement today is for ranch sauce. <laughs> I learned about ranch sauce back in the day when I went to a restaurant at Summerfest. And Don't say Hidden Valley, though. Okay, so let me talk about this Hidden Valley Ranch. Let me say this. So Hidden Valley Ranch, that was the original ranch. It was literally just from Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah, and they made a sauce, and they called it Ranch. I'm glad they evolved. So it, the whole name used to be Hidden Valley Ranch. The patent expired, and then everybody was like, we we'll God. make ranch sauce. And so that's where ranch came from. So Hidden Valley Ranch is the original ranch, and it's the best ranch. But Hidden Valley Ranch is the original ranch. But if you really are into it. The elite use blue cheese. Even it, it has mold in it. it. it <laughs> I love blue cheese though. <laughs> and what's crazy, the best, the best ranch and blue cheese belong to um Wingstop. Oh, I was gonna say Newman's because Newman's is pretty solid. Newman's is pretty good. And you know I just like a good basic craft too. Okay. So on that note <laughs> we're gonna go. Wow because next we're gonna go to like next they'll be like I like great value. Um, anyway, well, let's say our affirmation. Someone just, uh, you can say with me as you guys go into work. Say, I am me. I can be me. No one will stop me from being me. Have an amazing day. You're made for Mondays. I'm Justin. And I'm Court. Have a great day. I'm Bye.